it's execution. How are you talking to the person be in the real estate market, the hotel market, a restaurant market? How are you, how are you talking to them? Just because you had to, had a bad day doesn't mean you got to provide that to them and give it, you know, if they have an attitude, don't give it back mm-hmm. in the hotel space. Every guest is royalty to me. The goal is perpetuity, the forever guest. As an example, 79 months ago, I opened the door. I've had guests that have been there over 25 times in that period of time. And it's wonderful. And they come back for the same reason. The same reason is what do we offer? High concierge, smiles, which are free in a clean, safe, hygienic room. That's the key. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, as always, Yona Weiss, and it gives me great pleasure, as always. I love having guests on the show and love to talk to different people in different spaces. Today, we got Lonnie Wolf. Lonnie's down in South Florida. Uh, what's going on, Lonnie? South Florida is a great place. I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I've been down here for about 12 years. I live on the coast with my wife. My family's down here throughout the state, and everything is wonderful here in South Florida. The hotel business for me from, from the beginning till now is still booming, still doing great, and thank you for asking. Yeah, well, it's it's been kind of a wild ride over the past year or so um, in your industry. So you're in the hospitality industry, right? You are manager of a hotel, boutique hotel, which is something I'd love to learn a little bit more about. And, you know, how did you, how did you get involved in that? Let's see. I mean, obviously come from Toronto, moved down to Florida 12 years ago. Give me, give me a little bit of the backstory. What were you doing beforehand? What did you do until, uh, until you found this new, uh, new passion of yours? Well, coming from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I spent most of my life, you know, as a young teen in the cleaning business. I started telephone soliciting at the age of 13 under the table and I performed very well and I got paid for it. At 15, I worked with another organization or a gentleman, an Israeli from Israel, and I opened an office with him. And I branched out after a year, went on my own and got a loan from the RBC Royal Bank of Canada, six months interest free. Bought a used vehicle, used carpet cleaning equipment, and started my venture into carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, uh, everything to do with cleaning. After 24 years, I sold the company with a full-time staff of 12 and ventured down to South Florida. And what got me here was a holiday. I enjoyed the fact that it was laid back, uh, the birds were chirping, and the beer was cold. Ventured back to back to Canada. Two weeks later, back to Florida. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to find a way to live down here. And I did. I was actually able to get here legally in seven months versus 10 years or 12 years because the woman that I met at the other end of the phone with the files I was accumulating said, don't call this number for 180 days. I go against all odds. I called the number. She said, you don't pay attention very well. I said, dinner. She said, I like you. She executed (laughs) every file. And got me here legally from start to finish. January when I started, I was here with the family in August. It was an incredible journey. I did all the paperwork myself, about a thousand hours of, of my own time filing for a family. You know, it wasn't just the filing of the family. You know, you're, what do you own? Do you own antiques? You know, where are they from? You had to show papers for really? anything and everything to come in from Canada into the United States. Interesting. I never knew that. 
When I arrived on American soil, legally, I wasn't allowed to work for 90 days. I was unaware what a beacon score was, which is the American credit score. So it didn't matter. It did not matter what I had or my value, what my bank account showed in Canada. Once I landed in America, I was zero, Mm. period. So it took me three months to go from a, a the, the records I had a 994 five departure record to get a social security. And then once you had that, you can make a marriage going corporately. You can work for someone. You can go on your own. With, you know, it took me six months to get the family in order, plus myself. And then I was the director of a property down in Palm Beach Island uh, for the wealthy. And I stayed there for about seven years. And then I left that property. And I got into the nail care industry where I owned, it's a a funny shift. I own the rights. I still own the rights for any image, any designer on a woman or man's fingernail in seven seconds. So I was licensing the technology or I would sell the technology. I was more into licensing for perpetuity and royalty. And I became a hit with it because everyone said you will fail because the state of Florida, 80% are, are Vietnamese salons. No big deal. Think outside the box. Same thing in the hotel space. I learned some Vietnamese. I advertised in Vietnamese and they bought for me right, left and center. And I love every minute of it. I still do it, but for function, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, (laughs) bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, uh, weddings, opening of stores. So my girls that have the technology are licensed nail techs, which you have to be to go into the industry. Interesting. I live on the coast going forward with my wife, the property that I took out of construction I took a walk over because I'm 30 seconds away. The owner of the property wasn't present. He flew up from California. We spoke. He went back home. I told him what I can do and execute. Mm-hmm. And we made a marriage together. And 79 months later, the property is a 17-room boutique property, open airspace. I'm in the top 61 out of 3,200 hotels from the members of TripAdvisor at a 93.5 rating on excellent guest reviews. That's awesome. That's a, I mean, listen, that's a badge of honor, uh, to, to be honest with you. It's not easy to get that. And obviously it shows uh, your hard work. So how did you get into And obviously, let me just mention this. Well, there's a hotel that you manage, right? That you run. Yes. Right, this boutique hotel. It's called the Sun Deck, if I'm not mistaken. S-U-N-D-E-K Beach House in the coast in Ocean Ridge, Florida in Palm Beach County. As said prior, it's a 17-room boutique property. What's unique about this brand, this particular property, or any boutique property, mm-hmm. is there's no elevators. There are stairs. So if you came to the property and requested a first floor, I can provide that for you, providing you give me enough days uh, in advance. If mm-hmm. you'd like to be on the second floor, I can provide that as well. So pre-COVID, guests would come through the gate. They would enter the lobby. We would check them in, take them to the suite, roll out a red carpet, and I'll go back to the red carpet in a minute. Now, because of COVID, there's no con- is no contact check-ins prior to the guest coming. Myself or the team will speak to the guest prior, send out an email with all the information. The day of coming, we take the payment. Right. The receipt is left in the room. We don't use keys for the room. It's a keypad with an access code. And everything is so simple, very mm-hmm. simple. There's been no headache, aggravation doing it. I actually enjoy it. And um, the guest goes to the suite. And they love it. You know, prior to COVID, when you came, I always wanted to do an introduction of the property of myself yeah. and the suite and how the, cor- and how the door cor- uh, code worked. 
So I had a red carpet under my arm and say, Yona, thank you for coming to the Sunday Beach House. You and your wife are wonderful guests. Thank you for coming. I roll it a red carpet, you know, like your royalty and you'd go in. Guests would look around looking for paparazzi. <laughs> you know, in the space, be what I do. You have to think outside the box. Wherever your property is, what can you do different than the property down the street? Right. How can you take the lead over the competition? What can you do that's different? And I think this would apply, I mean, really across the board, not just for hospitality. Obviously, when people are traveling and people are going on vacation, they're looking to be pampered sometimes. They're looking to find things that are, you know, top top rate. And if you provide that for them, obviously they'll keep coming back. They'll tell their friends, they'll give you good reviews. But I assume, uh, not just assume, I imagine this is very great advice, uh, you know, life advice for anyone who owns any type of property. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners are in, um, you know, multifamily or single family or investing in other types of properties. You want to take care of your property. You want to take care of your tenants. Obviously, you may not be rolling out a red card card per se, but if you're getting a new, you're, you're trying to lease up a new tenant. Absolutely, for sure, you should. You know, it's it's execution. How are you talking to the person? Be in the real estate market, the hotel market, a restaurant market. How you would how are you talking to them? Just because you had to, had a bad day doesn't mean you got to provide that to them and give. You know, if they have an attitude, don't give it back. Mm-hmm. In the hotel space, every guest is royalty to me. The goal is perpetuity, the forever guest. As an example, 79 months ago, I opened the door. I've had guests that have been there over 25 times in that period of time. And it's wonderful. And they come back for the same reason. The same reason is what do we offer? High concierge, smiles, mm-hmm. which are free, in a clean, safe, hygienic room. That's the key clean, safe, hygienic room. Mm -hmm. Being in the cleaning business from Toronto, I learned a lot about cleaning. And pre-COVID, I operated as if there was COVID. Did I learn anything? Absolutely not. The only thing different that I'm doing is using an electric static gun when the guests excuse themselves from the suite. It's applied. Then my housekeepers, which I don't call housekeepers, they're house technicians, go into the room And they do their magic. It's art. It's magic what they do. The goal is the room must be perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect for the guests. The guests should never come and see me and say, "Uh, great room. There's this on the floor. I have guests, you know, I have my my kids coming to stay with us. Uh, We're missing a fork. The only time I ever want to see a guest is for them to say, wow, great room, great production. What do you recommend as a bottle of wine or an outside restaurant to dine in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very fulfilling what you do, right? To get that type of feedback, uh, you know, they're happy. You know, you're doing your job well. You know, to get reviews in the hotel space, guests going to a hotel is like opening a present. You, you should have a, you know, it should be an, a surprise. Hmm. You know, when, yeah. when you have a guest that you provide absolute royalty to and a great safe room to from the time they arrive to the time they leave, the goal for me is to create a moment and get an experience. And that's a review. And a review gets me bragging rights, which are awards, and I can increase my average daily rate. Mm-hmm. As an example, as I great. said, sixty top 61 out of 3,200 hotels, I'm a three-star, five-bubble star rating, and our average daily rate is excellent. During season, I'm getting over $502 a night for a two-bedroom in the high fours for a one bedroom, in the threes for a studio. That's great. For a three-star property. And occupancy, how's that been going, occupancy? You know, it has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, we closed the door, you know, when COVID happened a year ago 
14 months ago and uh, shortly after that. And uh, we closed for two months, instructed by the government. As soon as we were able to open and go real open, I've been running at high occupancy ever since. That's awesome. And the key for us to do that is social distancing. What did I do around the pool? I moved the chairs around the pool so you're not interacting with someone next to you. You're safe. Signs around the pool. Mm-hmm. PPE equipment in the rooms. The hygiene, as I said, the hygiene and the safety and clean, cleansing methods, not just in the rooms, around the exterior of the property. I'll give you an example. We have a pool, heated and chilled in the summer. There's chlorine, bromine, and salt. Free cleaning product for cleaning my pavers and cleaning my, my uh, outside railings on the property. Why would I spend money on a product when the product's right. sitting in front of me? Right. <laughs> Everyone in the hospitality space has had this, but um, maybe you can share with us just because it's fun. Stories are, are things that people kind of like to uh, keep them engaged, keep them listening. Give me a, a good juicy story. Tell me something that happened one time. Maybe you got to roll back the, uh, the memory bank, but I, I love it's to a hear great- something. It's a great question because I can answer it. I can talk to you for hours because there's seven, as I said, 17 suites. I've named the suites after guests. Here's an example. I had a guest come to the property and uh, pre-COVID and I'm checking them in. I could tell as soon as they entered the lobby, they must have had a fight at the airport, a fight on the way to the airport, a fight coming to the property. They were not happy. They'd engage with each other with smiling faces. And when I said good afternoon, their comment was, Good. We want to just check in. (laughs) So I knew to leave it alone and check the guest in. During the check-in process, I said, I will take you up to the suite. The woman looks at me, the guest looks at me and says, up to the suite. We got to go upstairs. I said, yes, we're not going up the stairs. My husband has a bad leg. Hell no. He looks at her, uses profanity and says, I walk up and down the stairs, going to the basement every day with my coffee. They start arguing. They start fighting. I look at my, I I immediately look at them and I say, I will excuse myself from the office while the two of you have a moment. And I leave. (laughs) I come back. They're still in their moment. I take them up to the suite. I promise them that if there's a cancellation, whatever the reason, and I'm running 100%, I will move them. The next day, a lady had to leave a suite. There was a passing in her family. It opened up. I moved them to a lower floor. Made her not happy in any way, shape, or form. Why? Because opening the door, she saw geckos. I said, they're common here. I need to call a pest control company. (laughs) It didn't matter, Yona, what I did. I still killed her with kindness, period. Four days of her sitting on one end of the pool, the husband on the other end of the pool, growling at guests. I got up out of my office chair. I went over to her and I said, you're not happy here. I'm going to refund you the rest of your stay. And I'm going to find you another hotel. Let me tell you, she snapped out of it. She got out of her chair. She smiled, hugged me, and then started to enjoy her vacation. Interesting. Wow. What a story. And so you you go ahead and and you name the suite after them? Absolutely. (laughs) I named the suite. I'm not going to say the name of the guest, but each suite I've named after a guest because it's something they've done or something they shouldn't have done. I'll give you another short one. I have a guest on the second floor. She comes to see me early in the morning and she says, There's no hairdryer in the room. I said, did you check under the bathroom sink? She says, I don't remember. I said, would you like me to come up to the suite with you? She says, kindly, yes. I go up. She says, let me, wait a second. Let me see if my, if Richard is dressed. I entered, prior to going in, she had told me she got engaged, by the way. 
I oh, enter wow. the suite. <laughs> Richard's engaged in a newspaper. I go straight to the bathroom and there's the hairdryer. She thanks me. He puts the paper down. I go over to introduce myself. He introduces himself. He says, I'm Richard. I said, and by the way, congratulations on getting engaged. He looks at me like I got three heads and said, engaged. Hell no. The next thing that happens, she's running out of the unit crying. Now I'm Dr. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I had about 10 minutes talking to her and she apologized for telling me something that wasn't correct, that she was, she got engaged. I said, no problem. I excused myself from the situation because Richard now came out and I went to the office. They did visit me hours later and it's words I remember. She said, we are going to attempt to have a nice day. Can we have beach chairs? Now, remember, the word was attempt mm-hmm. and there were no smiles on their face. So two things happened when they left the hotel, period, to go back to their home. Either he went and got her a, a, a wedding ring or that was the end of that party. Wow. Crazy things happen, right? That's- so that suite is named after them. The <laughs> other upper suite, the lower suite is named after another guest. So every suite is named after an unusual story. Yeah, and in you the space. Yourself. I mean, that's that's the that's the main thing, right? You love what you know. You do. I love what I do, and it doesn't matter how nasty a guest is. I kill them with kindness. I smile back. I guarantee, regardless of what their disposition is at that time, I can get them to smile. So, what's one of those? You know, what's something that helps you do that? I mean, for some people, that's like, how can you possibly, you know, smile at people who are so nasty to me, or 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 what have you? Like, what what's a tip or some advice someone that you give to someone in your situation that's their disposition that's not mine so regardless i'm going to smile you can yell scream do what you want my disposition is is to be happy you live once and live large and if they want to be like that that's up to them they're the ones that have to go to bed at the end of the day going wow i performed poorly look what i did but i still feel good people operate that way but that's not how i roll in the hotel space for me hospitality it's sewn into my blood it's what I do, what I execute, and I know I can go home and know we had a great victorious day. There's no room for error in this in a highly competitive arena, which is mm-hmm. hotels. There are millions of hotels globally, and there are million and there's a lot of hotels that are suffering. Just read the reviews. Yeah. Reviews tell the story. Reviews get you bragging rights, awards, and then you can increase your rate. You know, housekeeping is the heartbeat within the hotel space. And I call my housekeepers house technicians. They're not maids. And I treat them as if they're a general manager or an owner. They're no different than what I do or what you do. They work hard and what they do is magical. And that's the key. 79 months of longevity, zero turnover. I respect every minute, every move they make. I thank them when they come. I thank them when they arrive. And I ask about their families. That's that's incredible. I think everyone listening can testify uh, from from this experience that you know you're just a a great guy, right? A great boss, someone good to work with. And uh, you know, if if any of us are ever in South Florida, we're going to check out the Sun Deck Beach House. That's for sure. Uh, if there's any open openings, obviously, because <laughs> it's almost. Yo, no, you're welcome anytime. You call me directly, and I'm going to get you the best suite on the property, which is all suites. Every suite is great. <laughs> any suite. That's good to know. Um, Lonnie, let's transition now to the final four. These are four questions I ask all of our guests. Um, and the first question for you, and this can be anything, anywhere, anytime. What is the worst job that you ever had? I can't, I can't comment. I never had a worse job. Every job <laughs> I took, I took with pride, you know, a, you know, uh, a worst job I ever had. I did it and it paid well. 
as a young man, you know, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, shoveling snow when we had a lot of snowstorms in Toronto. And I'd be out till two, three in the morning, banging doors, shoveling people's driveways so they can go to work the next day. Did I like it? No, it was a tough laborious job, but it, it paid what I needed to do. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, that's something I think a lot of, uh, a lot of us who grew up in, in uh, snow, I mean, I, I lived the first nine years of my life in, in Boston and I can definitely relate to shoveling snow to get out in the morning. That's for sure. So I definitely wouldn't want to take that uh, any further than childhood, but there are plenty of people that do, but interesting, interesting take on that. Next question for you. What's a book you have read that has given you a paradigm shift? The gentleman that used to run Disney had a book out, The Culture of, uh, I can't remember the, the full book, but it was The Culture of the Art of Hotels and what he's done, what he's learned, and what he's applied and how he did it. And it was it's a great magical book, a great learning experience. Anything I can learn that I haven't learned from a book, from something I read, something I hear, I want to know it because... Away from the, what I do every day as a general manager, I also have a company called The Art of, of Hospitality, redefining the standard of housekeeping success one hotel at a time. So I'll turn around your property. I'll make it number one. And here's the best part. If I don't apply and I don't, you know, you learn nothing, I don't want to be paid. Wow. So you actually, what is it? Is it a course? Is it a counseling? It's a mentorship? I'm, what is that exactly? I'm a consultant. I'm a private consultant. consultant. So be a brand property, a boutique property, independent property, any hotel that's suffering, I'm there to turn it around. If it's food and beverage engineering, but the heartbeat within is where the problems are is housekeeping, how to keep your staff, longevity, products used, presentation of the room, inspection of the room. Why wasn't inspected? Never sell a room until it's inspected. If it's not inspected and you come down because you found a Q-tip behind the door, well, guess what? You're never coming back and there's a bad review. Wow. So I turn around properties and I love it. From something that small. It, it's incredible that, uh, you know, something that, I mean, seemingly so insignificant can be that, um, you know, influential in a person's experience. Absolutely. The room has to be perfect. You know, you've got a general manager, you've got a director of housekeeping, you have a supervisor of housekeeping. Like I said, never sell a room until it's perfect. And that's not just from the hygiene and safety of the room, engineering of the room. AC filter of the room, uh, P-traps of the room, are they tight? Are they leaking? Is there a musty smell? Do the windows work? Do the TVs work? Is the AC running properly? Are there batteries in the thermostat? There's a lot that goes on in a room to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be perfect, be at our property or any property that I go to. Well said. Uh, that's awesome. We'll try to find what that uh, what that book is that you're referring to. Put it in the show notes for anyone to to check that out. Um, and the third question for you: What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? A skill or talent that I would like to learn: helping my wife sell real estate. Is that what she does currently, or she's uh, aspiring? She is now. She was furloughed, being in the hospitality space, selling soaps and shampoos and amenities. And uh, she's been furloughed for quite some time. She's starting a position at another company doing somewhat the same next week. But during the time of her furlough, you know, I always said, you know, think as if you're never going back, rediscover yourself. She took the real, real estate course, passed with flying colors, you know, did it well. And, you know, selling real estate is 
do you have it in you? How do you approach the, the, the client? Do you like what you sell? You know, I know real estate from where I am here all the way down to the keys. I love real estate. I love where I live. I understand the markets. Mm-hmm. And if anything I had to learn was to do it and do it with her on the side. That'd be great. And there, you know, I'm glad you told me that. There are definitely some people I can uh, connect you with, hook you up with down there in South Florida that can, thank you, you know, potentially be some great, um, you know, collaboration or at least, you know, maybe put, point you in the right direction locally. Thank awesome. you so much. Yeah. And the fourth and final question for you today, Lonnie, what does success mean to you? Well, I'm already successful to be away from the hotel space because I got a great family and I got, I got a great dog and I got it, you know, and I live, I live well and living well is simple for me and that's success for me. But success in the hotel space is not just what I do. It's we, what we do as a team united. We, act, we, we do it. And we have a victorious day, 365. For me, that's success. The success is creating a moment and earning a memory and having that guest always come back. In 79 months, we've done no marketing, zero. Wow. What do you no mean? Marketing, no marketing, no magazines, no newspapers, no TV ads, nothing. Word of mouth, perpetuity, and the reviews. The reviews. So the reviews are online, right? People can check you out online and uh, and find you there, right? Absolutely. I'm at 93.5% excellent on guest reviews on the number one OTA, which is TripAdvisor. Booking.com and Hotels.com, 9.2, I can't get any higher than I'm at. And I can't win any more uh, bragging rights because I've already earned them in the space. I've earned what's called the White Glove Award five years straight from Superior Small Lodging, where an independent company will come in at an unannounced time and inspect the rooms. Give you an example. If I'm missing a fork in a room that's supposed to have four forks, I don't get the award. I'm accountable for it. So from the hangers to cleanliness, I'm accountable for everything that happens in those rooms. I've scored 100 out of 100 five years straight and earned those awards. Good for you. That's awesome. So last and finally, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they want to? 351435 at gmail.com. You haven't asked. Those are numbers of prior properties that I've owned. So I like I, I like think, thinking outside the box, do something different. 351435 at gmail.com. net. Lonnie Wolf. And you can find me on LinkedIn because I'm a follower of you and everyone out there in the hospitality world. And if I can provide and help anybody out there, I'm here for you. Amazing. Thank you again. Uh, this has been Really, you know, enlightening in, in a lot of ways, really. Thank you, conversation. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we were able to schedule this and make the time. So just want to appreciate you for uh, making the time for me today. Thank you so much. And I appreciate everything that you do uh, every day that you do as well. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, to our listeners, remember that until next time, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.